Welcome to Job Hunters. I'm your host, Paul Ove. I'll be your guide in this complex, outdated process we go through every day when we're applying for jobs. Today, we'll be covering the red flags and mismatching information on your resume. Let's head straight to our sponsors. Wait, 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 wait. This is the first episode. We have no sponsors. Um, Before we dive right in, let's cover some basic processes. We'll we'll go through stages, right? So that way, when I reference back, hopefully you'll remember what stage I'm referring to. Uh, This will be like a generic high-level model, so not a lot of companies might use this model, um, but a lot of it will still be the same. So the step one or stage, you know, stage version one, We'll go with steps. Let's go with steps. Step one, hiring managers or someone from the management will require a job description. So in this process, someone in management that basically is in charge of hiring will request a job description from someone that's already doing the job or a team of people. In some cases, they will go to like Indeed or other job sites and grab similar job um job descriptions and then reword it and you know what they think they need and then post it right so there are a couple of benefits the one benefit is if the individual is requesting it from someone within their company it's a little bit more fine-tuned as as to what they need versus them just grabbing it online and like seeing what other companies are are um are looking for um now there's pros and cons like i can talk for for minutes about why you should apply to every position that you are interested in don't just look at a position and say hey you know uh, they're they're requesting so much right they have might, might have requirements they might have like 10 requirements I, I always tell people if you're really good at two out of the 10 still apply um your resume might not get picked up because a lot of the way the resumes go through the pipeline and and there's a lot of scanning being done and i'll cover this a little later on in the podcast basically the pipeline and trying to get out the pipeline but the main thing is if you're good at 10 two out of the 10 items and if you can get your resume up on that you know front page for them to review i think you have a better chance um, because i know in the past, we've put out. Um, I've been. I've worked with different companies. So when I say we, I'm just going to refer to one of the other companies I worked with. Um, we we would put out a job listing, and and I was not really thrilled on how they did it. So someone went around a room. Um, we had a bunch of engineers, and they were asking all the engineers, "Oh, what did you do? Oh, what do you do?" And we all did, you know, slightly different things. And then they compiled that list together, and it was like. This is what we're looking for. I'm like, yo, like there's like, it makes no sense. You're looking for like a superhuman, like we all have our own specialties. You're looking for someone special in all specialties. So that's why then nowadays I just tell people just apply because it, it, most places know they're not going to find that individual. So you're looking for someone at least close, um, close enough. Let's head over to stage two so that's a job listing the once they get it back they post it online step three people apply um, resumes go into the pipeline and that's the part where it's a little bit tricky because um when a listing does 
come out, I recommend you apply as soon as it come out. And the reason for that is, let's say I'm reviewing resumes and you apply and let's say day one, I review it. And there's maybe like 120 resumes that come in. Well, with the system, your resumes, 120 resumes will get filtered. Um, the front page might show me like 10 or 12 resumes and your resume by, might be one of them. Versus day seven, I have a thousand resumes. And of course, the first page still has 12. You, you know, you can do the math. I'm going to do a little side cut into this. So when people go into the job description and they kind of copy that and then they kind of find a nice way to paste it into the resume that's how you would get your resume on that top front page because the software will be like 100 match um are they really are they really yeah so let's go back to um yeah so you, your resume goes in the pipeline and your resume gets reviewed they push your resume through the next step which would be a phone screening so they would call you up make sure you're a real person um you know ask some questions about your resume and then that's it. And then if you're all good, you get pushed over states to be step five, which is the first interview. So that's usually like behavioral or experience or they sometimes they merge it. Once again, this is like a really high level view. You, you never know what a company might do. Some companies incorporate other company structures. So nowadays it's like you have like the five panel interview where it's one hour per person. Um, and then some places is five people at the same time. It, there's just so many different ways, but going back to our high level view. And after you have that behavioral and experience interview, they will have a technical interview if it's a technical position. And then pre COVID you would have an in-person interview. Nowadays, it's like a Zoom call or something. And sometimes because of this quote unquote uh, hiring shortage or work, I think it's worker shortage. I forgot the correct term, but nowadays they just they might just merge all of those interviews to one. Um, I don't know how that would work. I would probably say maybe two would make sense more, make more sense. But let's let's move on. I, I'm, I'm going really off script, but just kind of give you a better perspective of what we're going to be covering. So we went through those stages and we're just going to cover some quick questions. You're applying to jobs and you're not hearing back or. I mean, that's it. It's not there's no or. <laughs> So the, the main problem might be when you apply as far as in the stages, I would say stage three, when you submit your resume, your resume, if you're submitting to a job listing that's been up for more than seven days, your resume night is not going to be on the front page um, when the reviewer goes, logs in and checks. It might not be on the second page, right? So if your resume is not, I mean, on... I would recommend it to be on the front page. If it's not on the front page, not on the second page, not on the third page, um, your resume might possibly never get reviewed. And I understand people are like, what? No way. You know, like no one's looking at res resumes again. I mean, you have to look at this from the hiring view. You put a job listing and in seven days you have a thousand plus resumes to review. And you start reviewing the resumes like one by one. 
but of course the software helps you out it gives you like the 100 percent match folks up front so that way you can at least know okay okay these guys seem to you know know what's going on let me push them through and then you can you know continue to review more resumes now the thing is you, you can't spend all day reviewing resumes that's why the software is there so in order to cut some time you might review three pages of resumes which once again the more you do this job like if you're a hiring manager i'm not going to speak for everyone i'm not a hiring manager by the way but um i've done a lot of review of resumes you, it gets tiring it, it gets to a point where you're like uh 100 match eight people okay i'm just gonna reach out reach out to them uh schedule a phone screening call it a day so it always gets to take a break for those that are that do this so one tip would be for you to create customized resumes so this was something i was doing um i guess before my last position was anytime i applied to a position that i really wanted i would create a resume for that position so my computer i had 12 about 12 resumes um some of them were more generic than others but a lot of them were like tailored to a specific position that i was looking for and what that does is it, it gives your resume a, a better chance like if i applied to two different jobs and i applied with the with a generic uh one resume one job might put me like maybe let's say um 97 on on the list it's referring to resume to job description match while another one might put me like 50 percent right now if i tailor the resumes to the specific job listings i could I'll have two different resumes and have a possibility of getting, you know, 90% or above. So, okay. So we've gone over that and I'm getting interviews, but no job offers. What's going on? That's the next question. If you're getting interviews, that means you're really doing good on, on the resumes. So kudos to yourself on that. And the second part is you want to, Hmm, how do I want to say this? Because I actually don't like when people do this on job interviews. Um, you want to maybe do a partial script. You want to be engaged. And I think that's going to be a different episode in the podcast where I kind of talk about how to drive an interview. Um, and I might just give a quick snippet. So when you're in an interview, it, I find that it's, it's so much easier and relaxing to drive that interview and there are ways to drive it without, you know, hey, I'm going to take over this meeting. I know you're interviewing me, but I'm going to interview you. No, 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 not not that drive. Driving it in a way is almost like a psychological so psychology way. And I might want to bring someone that has a psychology degree and kind of have them analyze that process. But when they ask the initial questions, being able to give an answer and then listen at, for their reaction as to what they're in more interested in. Now, of course, you can do some background investigation as far as, oh, is this person interested in soccer or is this person interested in snowboarding? Um, and then try to somehow pivot your first answer towards that. And what that will do is as soon as they like catch, oh, snap, um, this person plays, you know, soccer on the side they might just like stop thinking about work and then say oh yeah so like what's your favorite soccer team or you know um what's your favorite soccer player or, or how often do you play do you like play local like they'll literally just go off script and then you find out that you're you're spending like 20 minutes talking about soccer and then they're like 
oh yeah so sorry the interview time is up and um you know we'll, we'll let you know you know you hear back from us or whatever they're just gonna push you through <laughs> into the next step so but of, of course that doesn't work for everyone but you want to if, if you can do that it makes the interview a lot easier because you've changed the interview from them asking you questions about oh what did you do in this position what did you do in that position to more like oh you're a human being oh you're just like me like okay uh yeah let's let's bring you on board but yeah uh, another episode we'll go more in detail with that uh let us go into i'm getting interviews but no job offers what's going on so it might be the way you answer the questions um you want to i would say possibly record yourself like i said I, I i'm not a fan of super scripted responses maybe do like a partial scripting or or some bullet points so you know what to cover but i find that it's when people are not ready so someone you know we might have like a interview with someone and we ask them oh tell us about yourself and they're talking for like four minutes and at four minutes sounds short but listening to someone basically it also depends on on what they're saying the ones i don't like are the ones that have it scripted and they're reading and and somehow they've implemented the job listing into their scripts so they're literally just saying everything back like oh yeah i do this and that and i do this and 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 i have experience in that i think i'll be a great fit and to me on i'm on the other side of the phone call and after a while i just step away from my desk and maybe like grab a snack or something or i just go do some work and i disconnect because that number one that's not the question i asked and i'm not going to be someone rude and just you know you know say hey uh can 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 we move on to the next question um not saying that i won't do that um depends on the circumstance but i'll just step out and for me it's like okay you you, you're almost like falling off the edge i'm not gonna push push your resume any further um if you're i mean technically you're wasting my time i mean we ask a specific question just you know tell us about yourself and we don't need you to be rereading the job description back to us and saying you know this you you've done all this stuff um and we will cover later in this podcast when I mean when say people reread the job description because their resume doesn't isn't tailored to it and you really want your resume to be tailored to your job all right so um we've gone over if you're getting interviews but no job or job offers you know what what are some possibilities um you want to sound exciting you possibly want to record yourself and play it back and just hear how you talk hear how you answer here if there's any responses on the other end um another item on there would be i think optimism if you're optimistic um i'm not even sure that's a word optimistic if if you're if you sound like bubbly you sound exciting right some of these interviews of course are over the phone so you can't see the individual but if i can hear excitement in your voice and i'm like yeah yeah this person yep this is who we need to add to the i mean i'm not saying culture and stuff but yeah this person is you want someone exciting you don't want someone that's going to bring down the whole entire team like someone just like depressed but you don't want to be on a phone call sounding depressed um that's yeah that's a no um one thing i will sideline in here before i move forward is one 
couple of questions I don't like when interviewers ask them is when those questions are super tailored to that environment. For example, I used to work at, you know, one data center and someone, because it was a panel interview, so it was like four of us or three of us, but someone had the guts to, I guess one of the last questions or second to last questions for the candidate, they would ask them a question related to our environment as far as if there was a current issue that we just recently resolved, they would ask that as a question. So let's say um, we have like a major website go down. Um, So they would ask that to the candidate. And then they, because the funny thing is it might've taken that individual or the entire team, maybe a day or two or three days to resolve the problem. Now you're basically asking a candidate that doesn't work here, doesn't know the environment. You're asking them to give you an answer and then you're going to, I mean, somewhat judge them based on the answer they give you. One question I don't like about when interviewers are interviewing people, please, if you're an interviewer, please find other questions. Do not have questions super, super tailored to your environment. I know that sideline was 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 very out there, but I just I just had to do it. I just had to cover that part because I I know a number of people that have been interviewed and they've asked them those questions, and I'm like, why would you? Why why? Doesn't make any sense. All right, so uh, I think we covered a number of items related to why you might not get a call back. Let us move over to the main thing mismatching information let's let's get to this topic mismatching information and red flags we're gonna cover mismatching information and maybe some somewhat dive into red flags it's gonna be a kind of a mix so what is mismatching information that is when someone sends me a resume and then you have red flags in your resume that ends up making me google you and then finding your resume online either on linkedin or some other site and that doesn't match the resume you provided us so that even adds more red flags in many cases my best recommendation is if you don't have the time to standardize your resume on sites that you're active on like linkedin make the account private it's as simple as if you're not going to manage the account, clean it up, make it private, call it a day. I'm going to try to cover this lightly. Sometimes when I do get those red flags and I do Google people, and sometimes if I can't find that person, I'm slightly like worried. I'm like, huh, why can't I find you from a Google search? It's better for me not to be able to find you on Google than for me to find a profile let's say LinkedIn once again, and the, the, the data just doesn't match, All right? So that, that's that's the main thing about mismatching information. But when I spoke about it earlier, I talked about red flags. So so let's, let's cover what are red flags in a resume. And I'll give you some examples. Red flags in a resume is just something that doesn't look right or feel right. Figure out, okay, Something doesn't feel right. And then you need to f- identify that on the resume and say, okay, 
I don't believe this person has this. And once you identify certain parts that don't feel right in the resume, you need to ask questions based on that in order for you to have evidence that says, okay, we're not hiring this person because this, this, and that, right? Rather than just saying, hey, you know, we're not hiring you because we don't feel right about you, right? Um, now, in certain companies, yeah, you, you can't do that. You, you can just literally say, um, yeah, we're not hiring you because we don't think you'll fit our culture and, and, and call it a day. That, another sideline, I, I need to have like a sideline, but it's like beep, beep, beep going to out of topic uh, a reason why some of you don't get feedback is if you go to class action lawsuits there's been a ton of lawsuits for different companies on their hiring process um so companies number one either don't have the time to give you a review or they don't want the data they provide you to be used against them so that's really why people aren't receiving feedback if i'm a hiring manager and i get a thousand resumes and what are, what are you expecting that just because you applied that i need to tell you something wrong with your resume or um you are the hundredth person I interviewed this week and you want me to give you a written response as to why we didn't push you forward. So you have to look, like I said, you always have to look at things, you know, both sides. Yes, that's, that's your job. They're getting paid to do that. Yeah, but are they getting paid to help you get another job? Isn't their focus trying to fulfill the current position? So let's get back to our topic, right? Red flags. Let's other red flags. When things just don't look correct, and in this example, we're gonna call this guy Jake. Jake submitted a resume for a position. Somehow his resume ended up in my table, which is weird because you know it needs to go through maybe one or two other people. And I look at the resume, and in the education portion, for me, I care less about education. Um, if I see that you know, if I see the experience and I know, um, and I can determine a bit from your resume, that you have the necessary experience for the job. I, I can care less if you have a bachelor's, master's. So the person, Jake, put bachelor's of science and he put the, the school he graduated from. I don't think he even put the year or I don't know. Let's say he put the school, the year and bachelor's of science and that's it. So I was like, this doesn't look right. Most resumes are going to have the school, the year they graduated from. They're going to have the degree, right? Degrees like that's that's on most, most all resumes. So that was a red flag. Now, before I go into why that's a red flag, some people put their GPA. I would say you're coming straight from college. Cool. Put your GPA. So, you know, some businesses have qualifications, blah, 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 blah. If you've been in the job market for three plus years, don't put your GPA. Please don't. I've seen GPA on people's resumes. I'm like, it says you have 13 years of experience. Why is your GPA on there? Like, I can care less what you did 13 years ago. So let's let's move back over to Jake. So Jake had a mismatch of a hit a hit a red flag on his educational portion. So I was like, okay, time to you know play that private eye. So I Googled his name, found him on LinkedIn, pulled his profile up, and I saw he went to like a, a theater school or something or um, 
so you, usually a thing is like bachelor's of science or and then there's like a bachelor's of media arts or something he, basically he had some some kind of art degree and i was like oh okay you could just you could just put that on his resume like it's it's a red flag for a reason from our point of view as a character if you're willing to hide something then <laughs> it's like oh you want to bring someone to the company that's just gonna hide things about their timesheet you want someone to be upfront with you when you're when you're interviewing people and that, and that wasn't upfront so the next thing is like okay well this guy wants to hide something let me look at the rest of the resume like i'm looking for for problems now rather than just reviewing it so let's say jake i'm, I'm you know i'm looking at jake's resumes and, and looking at all these things and then in in our heads whenever i review it and i say ours and i'm generalizing if other people do the same thing that i do i'm like oh did you just copy the job description and pop in your resume right i'm saying i don't like it but at the same time, sometimes that's the only way to get your resume to be reviewed. So, but I think this is probably the best time to cover it right now is when you do that, you want to make sure if they're looking for specific, um, what's the word? If they're looking for specific skills, you want those skills to be in past job experience. For me, um, I feel like I'm giving out tips that's just going to possibly mess me up on future reviews of resumes. But for me, if I see that you have like an objective section and I see a lot of the information in there are from the job posting and I look at the job description, I I don't see any of the skills that we're looking for in there. Then your resume isn't going anywhere. It ends with me. So that is we went over red flags and mismatching information and i think i think i did a good job covering it and trying to stay on topic if you've listened to this podcast for whatever duration you're on right now thank you so much as this is the first podcast and just your feedback would be greatly appreciated um how to send feedback i have no clue i know i'm working on the website website's not done yet but up but up but up key takeaways last thing i want you to take away is to try not to overpad your resume. I know a lot of people have said, oh, in order for me to get this job, I had to lie on my resume. And for me, I'm just not in my head like, oh, but people need jobs, right? People wanna get jobs, they wanna get hired. So when I say don't overpad it, don't make it sound like you're the star player of the football team, but we're just gonna end with that. now. We've gone over that. We've gone over the key takeaways. I hope you've learned something. I hope you can make a change and have a better result on applying for jobs. If you're applying, if you're hiring people, I hope you've learned some questions not to ask (laughs) and um, maybe take an interesting approach as to maybe after reviewing the first two pages of resumes, you go to like the last page and you just say, oh, let me just take a look at these other folks. Because not everybody knows how the, the resumes go into the pipeline. So if someone doesn't know and they are qualified for the job, the resumes are never going to get reviewed. So just kind of giving people a chance. That's one. And you have a, a new company you just founded and you're trying to interview people. Um, think about the culture. I'll just say that, that. Think about the culture that you want to 
grow in your company the first couple of hires are are probably the most important ones because they will build the company for you as well as make it either friendly or a hostile environment in our next episode we'll be covering how to answer interview questions we're gonna give some examples i might have some guests on the show to talk to and make it feel more of like a friendly uh, conversation rather than just hearing (laughs) me. And I was going to talk about a hiring blacklist that doesn't really exist, but it does, but it doesn't. And that ends the podcast. I hope you learned something and have a great day.